Hi, Ross. How you doing? I am very well. How are you? Great. Excellent. Are you ready to know everything? I'm totally ready to know everything. Okay, let's go do it. Today, I am going to teach you. Well, it's actually kind of a craft, but it comes in handy a lot. Lots of people do it. Perfect. I'm ready. What is it? Well, I'm going to teach you to sew. To sew? Wow. I'm getting emotional. I'm excited, but I'm intimidated. It's so simple. I don't know how I haven't known how to do it yet, but at the same time, I feel like I need pieces and parts, and I'm not sure. So go ahead. Tell me how to sew. Well, there's lots of different stitches and stuff, but there's one stitch that's super easy to do and works for almost anything. Great. Take a piece of cloth, then get the needle, loop it through the string, and put the needle in, and then really tightly, or as tightly as you can, so it's teeny, make a little loop and put the needle out again and pull. So you go up and you go down, but you go up and down right next to each other. It's almost like touching your toes needle-wise. Yeah. The closer you do it together, the neater it'll be. Okay. And then you just keep doing that. Then if it's up again, you go down and pierce the cloth and pull the needle up again. Pierce the cloth, go down. Pierce the cloth, go up. Up and down and up and down. And the idea is to make these, is each up and down a stitch? Yes. And you want the stitches to be as close to each other as possible? Yes, that is the general goal. Okay. And I just go straight across or I go in a loop or is this decorative or is it to make something useful? Well, I suppose if you wanted it to be decorative, you most certainly could. I've made a smile out of that little stitch for a stuffed animal that I made. But you can also use it for like a rip in your pants. So you can repair fabric. You can add fabric to another. You can add elements like buttons. And you can even make whole designs like the stuffed animal. Yeah. Now, how does a stitch finish? I guess I see I tie a knot on the string or thread through the needle. And then when I move the needle up and down, up and down, up and down, I understand how I'm threading through it. But then how do I end a stitch or a sewing session? Well, you end it by tying a knot in the string and then cutting Hmm. So I keep going with my needle, but then I thread the needle all the way out, almost like a dog leash that I'm letting out kind of long. Yeah. And I cut it, and then the extra part of the little needle leash, the thread, I just tie a knot there, and it's finished on the other side, so it stays thick. Yep, sure is. Cool. What is your favorite thing to sew? Hmm. Let's see. It's hard. But I like making clothes for my stuffies or my dolls. I put a little skirt on my doll or a dress. Say I'm a kid who's new to sewing or a grown-up that's new to sewing. What's a good first project? Well, I'd say something pretty simple. I started out making a dress, a tank top dress, for stuffy because that's really simple. 
you just need a shirt, and then you can cut holes in it. And all you need to do is do a little sewing here and there to close it up. So take a stuffed animal, a t-shirt that you don't need anymore, cut it a lot smaller, and then sew the pieces back together. And that's your first sewing project? Yeah. All right. I'll give it a try. Sounds good. Ready for today's poem? I am. Okay. It's called Coming of the Light by Mark Strand. Even this late it happens. The coming of love. The coming of light. You wake and the candles are lit as if by themselves. Stars gather. Dreams pour into your pillows. Sending up warm bouquets of air. Even this late, bones of the body shine. And tomorrow's dust glares into breath. Do you want to read it? I'd love to. The Coming of Light by Mark Strand. Even this late it happens. The coming of love. The coming of light. You wake and the candles are lit as if by themselves. Stars gather. Dreams pour into your pillows, sending up warm bouquets of air. Even this late, the bones of the body shine. And tomorrow's dust flares into breath. Now, what is the coming of light in this poem? The coming of love. Getting in love. Being in love. Love. We usually associate love with younger people. But how old do you think the person in love in this poem is? I don't know. 40? 40? 60? 80 maybe? 116? I think this is about love at a much later age. Because it says, even this late it happens. So it would have to be an age at which it would be surprising to still be able to fall in love. An age where you're closer to death than to birth. But all the same, you have all that magic feeling of falling in love. The candles are lit by themselves. The stars are gathering. Dreams are pouring into your pillows. Setting up warm bouquets in the air. Even this late, the bones of the body shine. And tomorrow's dust. What is dust sometimes associated with? Um, dirt. And I think with death. Tomorrow's dust is kind of the coming mortality, I think. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Have you ever heard that expression? Yep. So it's like, well, tomorrow I might be dust, but it's flaring now into breath. It's like someone's getting a new life late in life because of love. Anything you'd add to that? No, but I just want to say, if the candles light by themselves, I hope the house doesn't burn down. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes. What is the oldest living thing in the world? I know people 
at the very oldest are maybe 110 years, and that's super rare. I've heard turtles can be even older than that. Trees can probably be thousands of years old if we don't cut them down or pollute them too badly. Yeah, and then there's ancient things that don't even exist anymore. Sure, but if they don't exist anymore, they're not living. So what I want to know is, what's the oldest living thing? What is something that is alive right now that was born or began or started living the longest time ago? Okay. Wow. That's very thought-provoking. I'll get back to you and give you the answer. I've got the answer to your question. Great. So, nobody really knows what the oldest thing is. There's a lot of speculation on that. Because what really is something that's alive? Some people count bacteria or things in a category called clonal as being alive. Other people do not. I feel like I've heard of the clonals. They're clones of other things that were alive. And since they're exactly the same, it's sort of a continuation of life by some arguments. But since they're not physically the exact same thing, some people say they're different. Yeah. By non-clonal standards, most people agree that Great Basin Bristlecone Pine is the oldest living thing. The oldest one that they have found is 5,065 years old. Wow. Whoa. And that's a tree? Yep. A pine tree that's over 5,000 years old. Yes. Isn't it crazy? That is humbling and inspiring. Yeah. Where is it? Do you know? No. Well, we'll have to just wander until we see a tree that's got a story that we need to listen to. I bet there's lots of trees like that, even closer, even younger. Yes. If trees could talk, imagine what they'd say. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, or however you like to listen. And hear dozens of previous episodes for free. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.